Welcome to the Spirit Truth Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Schaefer, and this is a podcast where we talk about leading your church and leading your team in biblically formed worship in spirit and truth. We talk about the worship culture and leadership and music and all of the different things that go into leading worship. Hey, what is up, worship leaders? Uh, my name is Dalton Schaefer. Welcome back to the Spirit Truth Worship Podcast. Uh, I'm here again with uh, a reoccurring theme, Jimmy from Hey Worship Leader. His background looks even better this time than it did the last time. If you're watching on YouTube, Lights. if this is a podcast, I apologize for referencing things that you cannot see. Uh, <laughs> but I'm excited. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, I just want to reiterate that Jimmy and I are both worship leaders at our local churches. So I serve at Candeo Church in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Jimmy is in Raleigh, North Carolina at Open Door Church. We both serve at Church Planting Networks. Uh, so the Salt Network is where we're planted through. They're part of the Pillar Network. Uh, and our desire is to have conversations about biblically formed worship and spirit and truth, helping worship leaders think more deeply. Uh, and so Jimmy... Dude, we got a we got a conversation topic today. I texted it to you maybe like yesterday or something. Very, what very uh spontaneous. How would you how would you describe what we're going to talk about today? Let's see if we even are thinking about the same stuff. Spontaneity in worship. You know. And what do you mean by spontaneity? What is what does that word mean? I think defining it I guess would be a good place to start. Dalton, let me just say thank you for having me on the channel again. This is I great. jumped so quick into this. This topic. is great. I was like, forget, <laughs> run through the introductions. We're not even catching up or talking about anything funny. We just I mean, jumped if, right into if people something know, that might divide us. If they, if they exactly, if they listen, they know who I am. That's fine. But I just want to let them Ooh, know I'm I'm struggling with a cold. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They they know <laughs> they know who we are. Come on. Uh, anyways, spontaneity in in worship is the first thing we're going to talk about, and I, I think we're thinking about. Doing things, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll define it differently, but doing things off the cuff, uh, doing things that are not planned. I think that's the definition of doing spontaneous things. And so is the word, should it be in our church? Extemporaneous. Is that a word that we could use? (laughs) I'm not there yet, dude. I I have no idea. I don't know. Let me know in the comments below or in a review. It sounds uh, like a word. I've heard that word. (laughs) Yeah. Extemporaneous (laughs) prayers. Like uh, oh, not yeah, yeah. pre-planned prayers. Right, right, right. Yes. So, so thoughts on that? Like, should we, should they even be in our services? Should they be in our services? Like, should they be planned? Can you plan spontaneity? Come on, Dalton. Yeah. Let me know. Or should they, should people who like spontaneous worship be in our services or should we kick them out because <laughs> they're unruly? They're out of control. Or- or what I meant to say was like, if your service doesn't have some some aspect of spontaneity, is it even spirit led? I mean, Dude, those are you questions we need. Yeah, we yes. need to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's good. I do think this is one of those conversations in all reality that there's quite a bit of division in the world of uh, worship and theology uh, and just in general when it comes to spontaneity. I think a lot of people, they think of like Bethel's, 13 minute version of a song when they think of spontaneous that is what they think of and they go no thank you that would not engage my church or maybe the worship leader is like that's amazing and the lead pastor is like 
amazingly bad. Please don't do that. That would right. that maybe works in their context, but that wouldn't work in our context. But I think there's actually a lot more to the idea of spontaneity. And so I want to bring in another uh, phrase into the conversation, which is being spirit led. Mm. Uh, I think those things are, are really connected in those churches that maybe have these extended worship moments. A lot of times what they're referring to in that is like, Hey, we're, we want to follow the spirit where he leads. And that may mean that we linger a little bit longer on a particular thing. And so this conversation about spontaneity and worship, I think is really a conversation about what does it mean to be spirit led? And so mm. I, I want to throw that back to you. How would you answer that question? How would you define being spirit led in yeah. worship, maybe in planning and all of those things? Right. I think that um, I, I see the connection there. I think we've, we've talked on this channel before about, how, you know, the spirit can lead in the moment just as well as he can lead in your planning. And so mm -hmm. if he leads you well in a well-planned service and there's no spontaneity there, was the spirit there or not? Yes, I believe so. So I think they are different things. Um, and then I've heard, you know, we're defining spontaneity, but I've heard worship leaders say like, you have to plan those moments. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have to plan moments of spontaneity. So some, for some people, it just means, Hey, we're going to, we're going to like, just have the click on no loops in this moment. And then you just sing the, the song that comes from your heart and sing whatever. And, you know, that's a, maybe a contextual thing where in some contexts that's super normal and other contexts, it's like, Oh, that's, that's the, uh, um, <laughs> that that's what, that's a very distracting, uh, thing to do, you know, and, mm -hmm. and must yeah. be of the devil if you, if it's not planned. Um, and so I think, I think, Yes, spirit-led worship can be is something we we must do for sure. Like this is something that's not like, do you do spirit-led worship? Uh, I hope so, or you know, because worship is only uh, prompted through the Holy Spirit. So yes, we, yeah. we are. There is no such thing as non-spirit-led worship. Could we <laughs> would right. we agree on this? Like apart we, yes. from the Spirit of God, there yes. is no true worship of God. There's only false worship if the Spirit is not present in worship because the spirit has to give us new hearts. So in mm -hmm. the passage in Ezekiel and in, in Joel in the old Testament, the sign of the new yep. covenant, that the spirit would come and take hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh. Uh, and he would actually cause us to be obedient. So any kind of obedience and worship we offer is because of the spirit. So there, there really is no such thing. And Jesus said in, in John four, there's coming a time it's now here when the father is seeking worshipers who will worship in spirit and truth. So there is no right. true worship apart from the spirit of God. That's so good. And it's so good that to, to get that out, like to say that that's the foundation, that's where we move from there. Cause when people yeah. would ask, oh, do you have spirit led worship? That's probably not what they're referring to. They're referring to, yeah. do you have moments where I can do what I want? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? wow. You know, Spicy um, hot take from Jimmy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and, and maybe that's fine. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I, I think that's probably what they're referring to. They're not referring yeah. to is, is the Holy Spirit in your service. Or if they are, they're equating, can I do it my, what I want, something unplanned, and that equals the Spirit. That's where I think that becomes unhealthy, for sure. Yeah, um, wow. And so and then so that that's one side of it. And I think the other side of it is, and this is probably the context I'm in, where we're just super, super planned all the way down to the the second in some cases, especially if you're at a place where they live stream, there's multiple campuses and, mm -hmm. you know, I've been at a yeah. church in the area and it's like, you know, a, 
I was at a campus, not the broadcast campus. So I would get a message and be like, Hey, we need 30 more seconds from you, you know? And it's like, okay, get up, stop, stop singing. You know, you know, it's gotta, it's all, it's all gotta line up. Um, <laughs> stop singing. They're like, stop, is that really stop. happened where they come in over your like in here and be like, stop singing. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, Hey, you got 15 seconds or, you know, whatever. Wow. There's like that, that have short... you had to cut off a song in the middle? Did you ever have to do that? Just like stop in the middle? I would say it, or were you always pretty close. I think it was always so planned so well that, yeah. uh, it, it, it rarely happened, but it was because okay. of the spontaneity of the, the broadcast campus. So they're so, broadcasting. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. So I also served in a multi-site church where I've been in a situation where we hit the moment where we were finished of the song and come over the in-ears and they go, Hey, broadcast campus went long. We actually need you to vamp for like two or three <laughs> yeah. more minutes. And I'm just yeah. like, Oh, I have to create not, I'm going to say this, not in a spirit led way but in a just like filled time way. And it's like, did, yeah. did God know that we were going to go along? So maybe that is in a way still led by the spirit. Like God was, he's sovereign over our moments and our hours and our minutes and our seconds. Yeah. And so he knew, but like, I've definitely had to just like pray two extra minutes longer than I planned on because right. I was told. <laughs> yeah. And so anybody out there who's not at a multi-site church, you're like, you got, that sounds super ungodly. <laughs> And, and, uh, maybe it was, I don't know. I no longer yeah. serve at a multi-site church. So take with that, uh, take, take that and do with that information, what you will. Uh, but there were some moments like that. Yeah. I've, I've had some like that. No, no, no train wrecks though. So that's good. But there's yeah. times where it's like, you know, and if you, and if you plan for it, you know, you're like, Hey, if this happens, if they go over, you know, after once it happens once or twice, you're like, okay, we need a contingency plan. If this happens again, I'm going to sing this chorus again, or I'm going to pray longer or whatever. But, um, mm -hmm. the, the point I was making going down that rabbit trail is I think in my context, like I desire more spontaneity and worse because I feel like it is so planned. And I'm, you know, you've heard me say, I'm not against the spirit. <laughs> I'm all for the spirit leading through planning. I mean, that's, that's the way I lean. Yeah, that's, amen. that's my bent. But at the same time, it's like, sometimes I just want to do something, uh, if, if, if prompted by the Holy spirit. So like, I think it's been a, a year ago now or so I did something very spontaneous in our, our church. And it was, this may sound like not a big deal, but it was a big deal for us. Um, yeah. uh, the pastor said, uh, referenced, um, Jehovah Jireh. And that was, a, I remember that I think it was elevation song Jireh came out and it was just mm -hmm. that chorus. And I, as I was sitting there listening to the message, I was like, man, this would have, this is, this would be great just to sing, uh, Jireh, you are enough, you know, the, however that song goes, because it's yeah. funny. I actually, I actually, uh, <laughs> said the lyric, saying the lyrics wrong, but the church didn't know. Um, <laughs> Cause they didn't even know the song. So this is a song that we don't even do at the church. We hadn't even introduced this song at the church, but I just got up there and I said, Hey, this, I just felt like we should sing this little chorus before we go on the next song. And I just let it. And it, it was actually really great. No one complained. No one, no one flipped the lid. And I, I, I appreciated the fact that in the moment I followed what I felt was the spirit prompting. And that's, that's rare for me. So I think there's, you know, there's sides of the track. There's people who just cannot follow rules. And so if there's something, they just have to break it. That's not what I'm talking about. That is <laughs> can't not follow what, rules. I love that. <laughs> they can't follow a plan. That's not what I'm talking about. But I mean, if you're, if you feel like the spirit's leading you to do something that's specific for that moment in time with those people, that's a very pastoral thing. And I think we should be open to that even more and more instead of just closing it off because it's not planning center, man. Okay. That's a good word. I have a couple things I want to pull out of that. One is 
totally in agreement. I have a story I want to share at some point during this. So don't, don't let me forget. Cause this happened. Okay. This kind of what prompted this was a moment in a service, uh, just last week for, for us at our church. Um, but okay. I totally agree. You want to be spirit led in the moment. You also want to be spirit led in your planning. I think that there's a reality where just like teaching the, the gift of prophecy, words of knowledge in scripture, like we see these different ways that the spirit works, uh, infallible revelation. So it's, it's totally infallible, uh, coming from God, the word of God mm -hmm. is infallible, but then we receive it uh, as fallible people. So like we have teachers who teach and sometimes we teach incorrectly. We don't throw teaching out. All right. If your church is like into prophecy, okay. We, we the gift of prophecy is talked about in scripture. Maybe, maybe it doesn't go quite the way you want it to. Do you throw all of it out? Or it was like, well, we don't throw teaching out when we teach it wrong. Do we throw prophecy out if we maybe get that wrong? Being spirit-led in worship, I think it's really closely connected actually to uh, prophecy. However you want to define that, I think it's helpful to, to note that there's uh, foretelling. That's a one type of prophecy. And also forth-telling, which is like a call back to covenant faithfulness, which mm -hmm. the large majority of uh, the Old Testament prophetic literature is forth-telling. It's not foretelling the future. It's calling people back to covenant faithfulness. So I think that's just a helpful way to frame that, this idea. So I think sometimes in our spirit led moments, God can actually use uh, these kind of unplanned spirit prompted moments to really call people back to covenant faithfulness, which is why I think spontaneity in worship doesn't always look like extra choruses or, you know, maybe singing something totally, uh, you know, that you hadn't written out before or whatever. I think sometimes it could actually look like, uh, like a, a call back to covenant faithfulness or a scripture that the Lord prompted you to read, uh, or a prayer that you maybe hadn't planned, but in that moment, the Lord led that. But my question then is, okay, aside from the forth telling, foretelling distinctions, is there any biblical grounds for some of the ideas of like singing something spontaneous, unplanned, is there a theological or biblical grounds for that? And I want to say, I think there is, and I'm going to, I'm going to offer this up and see what your thoughts are. Yeah. Some of this is coming from Sam storms. Some of the things um, I've heard him talk about, like in Colossians three sixteen, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Mm -hmm. Some people argue that that is three different words for the same thing. It's basically, mm -hmm. you could have said songs, songs, and songs. <laughs> Sam Storm says, no. Well, and you get uh, the same thing in Ephesians where it says, be filled right. with the spirit, addressing one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. He argues that Psalms is a reference to the book of Psalms. Hymns are a reference to songs written from the scripture and spiritual songs is a reference to songs spontaneously prompted by the spirit. So mm. then you see the psalmist who says, sing a new song to the Lord. And I think worship leaders quote that a lot when we're like, Hey, we're going to introduce a new song. The psalmist says, sing a new song. <laughs> but what if the psalmist actually meant, Hey, like during the Selah moment of this song, like let's sing a new song, like sing something to the Lord. Maybe it's bless his name. You know, like, mm. you know I think a Psalm, 134 come all you servants of the lord lift your hands to the holy place and bless the lord it's like are we expected to just say lift your hands and bless the lord or maybe are we supposed to actually then 
bless the Lord, sing a new song to the Lord, maybe something prompted by the spirit. And so I actually think that you can make a strong biblical argument that spontaneity and worship when it comes to singing unplanned things is not a bad thing, that it can actually be a helpful thing in such a way that we would be Ephesians 5 filled with the spirit and Colossians 3 the word of Christ would dwell in us richly. So then I would say, what are you singing in that moment? Is it the word of Christ so that it would dwell in us Mm. richly? Or is it just some random line or something shallow or so I, I would say maybe it's like, this is actually a good thing. If it's rooted in the word, I think in the moment, like what you said, where you sang Jaira, it's like the, the character of God, like, Jehovah Jireh, the provider. It's like to just say like, that is what scripture teaches is that this God Jireh is enough. Like that is true. And we might actually need to sit on that for one minute and just actually meditate on what it means that God's enough in a way that wasn't previously planned. Cause someone in your room needed that spirit led moment of prompting to to be filled with the spirit, to let the word of Christ dwell in them, that they would be transformed into the image of Christ, one degree of glory to the next, as we set our eyes on his glory. And so that, that's some of my thoughts around this topic. I don't know, throwing that back to you, what, what are some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely agree with all of that. Um, and I think spontaneous, the word spontaneous might have baggage with it, just, yeah. uh, either baggage or just a preconceived idea of what we're, what we mean by that. Another word that might be a buzzword is like lingering. So like what you just described is stuff that we build in and we're about to talk about clicks and tracks and we can talk about how we do this in an organized way. But um, there are times where I'm like, we will have just in my planning, we will have just saying these words. Let's don't rush by that. Let's linger in this moment. Now that's not spontaneous because I planned it. We're planning a time where, uh, we're going to linger in that moment and maybe something spontaneous may come from that, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily equal to that. But I definitely agree that um, we are filled with the spirit and the spirit. I, I never want, I, I never want to limit what the spirit can do Yeah, through his, through his, through his people. Even if it's never happened through me, um, I say never, I'm just thinking of different things and we don't have to go down a bunch of rabbit trails, but uh I'm not God and I don't want to limit what the spirit can do as it lines up with his word and what he said he can do. So if it's good and I definitely don't want to um, plan the Holy spirit out of our services. That's the other, that's the other side of it where um, we, we got to recognize that we are children of God. We do have the spirit in us and we do need to um, trust each other when we're encouraging each other. And even if it's uncomfortable um, to know that, wow, that, that was that could have been prompted by the Holy Spirit. I need to be open to that, whatever it may be. Um, this kind of conversation can, depending on who's listening, feel very strange depending on what what context you're coming from. Uh, so it's hard to talk about specifics. I can talk about specifics in our con- context, and that is we overplan. <laughs> we yeah, overplan. Yeah. So I I want to push us to have more spontaneity, to have more times of lingering, and that's that's on my mind a lot. Yeah, no, it's good. I think I I used to feel very similarly. I I'm pretty happy with where we're at currently in our in our context, and the fact that I think we have a tendency to overplan, but we've started just planning for spontaneity and going mm. like, hey, can I build 
even if it's two minutes. So if I have 75 minutes, anything I can do to shave the overall service time down to like 72, 73 minutes, or, or sometimes you get lucky and it's like 70 minutes. I, I think you do leave some room for the Lord to do something that can be helpful. And, and I love that there's a, I went to the doxology and theology conference years ago and Charlie Hall spoke in a session called word-based spirit led. And mm. you can find, I think on the podcast, maybe you can, they've kind of restructured their podcast, but if you do the doxology theology podcast, you can find this episode somewhere. And uh, he talked about this idea of planning for spontaneity. And what he meant was getting with God enough on your own that you start getting a sense of like the, the places where he might be wanting to mm. do something. And in the moment you can get to your service and you can kind of look out the window, see what the Lord's doing. And maybe you get right back in the window, you get in the plan and you move on. Cause there's nothing mm. unique or special or um, and it's not that there's nothing special about when we worship there is, but it's, there's nothing new that he's trying to prompt, but sometimes he is. And you just, you make enough room that you, can go there in a way that's still honoring to your childcare workers and kids ministry and yes. pastors and in the leadership of your church. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's a helpful way to think about that is like just creating a little bit of buffer. And so the story I wanted to share was this happened last week for us. Um, and there was a couple of factors at play. One, uh, our pastor preached seven minutes short in the first service. It's never happened. That has never happened. Not <laughs> one time in eight years of doing this have I had this. This no, that's not true. There was one other time. Oh, I, I won't tell that story. There's a funny story of we, we, at my at my last church regularly forty forty five minute sermons, and yeah. we had a new staff hire who got up his first time he preached at our campus went twenty three minutes, and we were like, what what just happened? I don't need, do you want us to come up or is this is this a mid a mid sermon prayer or and he was he was just done at twenty, um, but. This happened last week. So two things happened in the moment. So we got to the very end of service. We knew that we had some extra time. So we were just lingering just a little bit and felt prompted by the spirit to sing. We fall down. It mm. it just fit well with what was shared in the sermon. Uh, it connected well with the other songs we were leading after the sermon. And I had a guy walk up. My band didn't even know there was one of, we had like a, college student playing bass who was only his second mm. time ever playing bass he was like dude i i didn't know how to play that song sorry my keys player was like not comfortable jumping in so that she just bowed out and it was basically just me and the electric guitar player kind of like providing a pad yeah. and i had a guy come up and said dude i have a question yeah what's up man did y'all plan to sing that last song at the end when you went into we fall down and i just said you know we didn't it was, it was kind of just in the moment. So we didn't have any lyrics up on the screen. Yeah. I think that's probably why he was asking. And he said, dude, when you guys went into that, it was like the spirit of God mm. did something in my heart. I was having a super rough week. It was a, it was a tough day for me. And right in that moment, when you guys started singing that God did something in my heart and I just wanted to say, thank you. And I just wow. thought, dude, I have no idea what God yeah. was doing in, in this guy, but I thought, okay, that's, that's a cool moment. Praise God yeah. for that. Same service. So earlier in the service, I had taken kind of a spontaneous shepherding moment that I hadn't planned. And we've talked about this. You know, a worship leader just starts talking. Sometimes it's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> and I didn't think it went great. I, I like was like, dude, why am I talking right now? Like, 
it's like in between two songs and we normally try to block it where it's like you do your shepherd shepherding moment in a way where you're not chopping up every single song so there can be some flow and yeah. i and i just like threw that out the window and split up two songs the only two songs that were back to back on the front half of the set and <laughs> talked for like a while like maybe like a couple minutes and I felt kind of bad about it. I was like, I can't believe I just did that. I shouldn't. I, okay, whatever. Move on. Um, next service, I'll cut it. That wasn't my smoothest like speaking moment. Cut it the next service. Sang the first verse of that next song. And like almost like I couldn't control myself. I said into the microphone, hey, stop. We're going to go back and sing that first verse again. But before we do that. And it was like I just started talking again. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? Like I tried to cut this moment. And I find myself going right back to it. And it was a different shepherding. It wasn't even like, it wasn't like I even said all the same things that I said in the first service. And after that service, probably for like multiple days after that service, I was still having people come up to me to comment on how powerful that specific moment was. And even one of my pastors, I don't know if he'll watch this. But he he came up to me and said, dude, that shepherding moment you took this weekend was one of the strongest I've heard. And like... I, I want to see more of that. He's like, I don't want you to actually feel pressure, but I'm kind of like expecting this now from you because of how strong that was. And yeah. I thought it was like not my best moment, but it was like, it was a moment of just like calling people back to be faithful to the gospel and to actually like think and dwell on the gospel. Cause so often yeah. we sing the hope of, of the gospel. We sing about the, the life of Jesus, this perfect lamb of God without any spot or blemish who would take Mm. all of our sin on himself. He would atone for not just some of our sins, but all of our sins on the cross. And that we are now welcomed into the presence of God, fully cleansed, uh, called sons and daughters. And we sing it as if we think that that truth has no power. We sing it as if it's just words that can't transform the heart or we sing it with no expectation that it's even true. And I just like stopped. I'm like, Hey, we're going to go back and sing this again. Uh, and we were singing, Oh, praise the name. I cast my mind to Calvary. It's like, what have we stopped and cast our mind to? Have mm-hmm. we really stopped to think on what Christ has done for us? And dude, it, it was a powerful moment of worship after that. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, praise God. He, he used that. But that was like a moment of going, okay, we had a little bit of extra time in the service. So I wasn't pushing the service time super long that day. And we just said, okay, God, like if you have something else for us, we just want to be flexible enough to go with you. And one of my elders has said this. So we, we're a pretty reformed-ish Southern Baptist. Like, you know, if, if you think of like Gospel Coalition, like we're <laughs> a gospel, like if you go to Gospel Coalition, we're like one of the churches on their website or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, that's like kind of the world we live in. And so I, you make some stereotypes about, you know, what kind of church that is. But one of our, one of our elders... <laughs> It came from a more charismatic background, but ended up at our church because he wanted a Bible teaching church and had trouble finding one. And he was telling me the other day, he's like, dude, there are moments in worship where you're just feeling it and the spirit's moving and you just got to go there. There are also moments when you're not feeling it and your people are clearly not there that I actually think we need to go there anyways and to push our people out of their comfort zone to go, mm. hey, why? Just because you're not like having the spirit goosebumps on your arms why are you not singing worthy is the lamb what Mm. you think just because you sang it four times already god stopped being worthy of it and i'm like dang that's actually a really good point of sometimes we just (laughs) need to sometimes it's not the moment when you're feeling it it's actually 
it's actually a callback to covenant faithfulness in, yeah. in the fact that you're going, hey, I'm going to push you to the point where when you sang that line five times, you stopped thinking it was true just because you were tired of singing it. <laughs> and that's, that's like kind of a rebuke on our people. Right. And yeah. so shout out to Josh, uh, one of our elders who's on our worship team, an amazing worship leader, great dude. Uh, but honestly, when he said that, I thought, dude, that's actually a really helpful way to think about some of this. So, okay. We're, we're pushing up on almost 30 minutes already. We haven't even talked about click tracks. You want to do like 10 it. minutes on, let's yeah. save it. Let's save it. This is going to be a whole nother episode. Yeah. Cause uh, I think do, this do could flow any, into another episode. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll do a whole nother episode talking about click tracks and service flow uh and some of those things. Um kind of and we can get in maybe more of the details of how we use those. So do you have any other thoughts when we're you know on this idea of spontaneity, uh spirit led, any any kind of closing thoughts on that? Um maybe just to reiterate, like let God be God, right? Like let That's him good. lead. Don't close, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Um, don't let your planning keep the Holy Spirit out of your services. That's the last thing we want. Um, and then on the flip side of that, don't equate spontaneous doing what you want with Holy Spirit led worship. And so mm. I think there's, I think there's a good balance there. I'm thinking of yep. younger worship leaders who are, who are being, um, influenced by so many people with social media and being able to intake all different kinds of worship. And I think that's, good on some levels to be able to expand and grow. Um, but at the same time, like do what God's called you to do for the people that you're called to lead, not for someone else's people. So what may work on a YouTube video or it's my ministry or Dalton's ministry may not be what God's called you to do at, at your ministry. So think pastorally about it. Um, be, be in tune with the Holy spirit as you're planning and as you're leading your people and picking out songs and leading your team. And I think those moments that you've had that, that I've had when they come, you'll recognize it. Not because it's always this pre pre-planned spontaneity, but it's like in the moment, you know, you cannot ignore the spirit prompting you to do this thing. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the best place to be. Okay. So I'm not going to close the podcast. I, I want to, I want to go a few more minutes on this because you, you said it. a few really good things. So okay. don't, don't click off the podcast guys. There's more. Don't uh, leave, three, but they do so need to leave a review. Things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Leave a review, please. Five stars. That's all we want. <laughs> all we Drop want. that. And uh, yeah, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so three <laughs> things that came out of that for me, one, so I'm just going to say them so I don't forget them. Yeah. One, do you have a moment that you have ever felt like you quenched the spirit? Uh, two, what was, Oh no, have I already forgotten what number two was? Um, okay. This is number two. Some of these people we see on social media and at these really large churches that are doing the spontaneous thing, uh, and this isn't maybe always true, but I think this is true for a lot of people. Guys, those people have a deep well of time with the Lord and maturity that we don't often see. And they're in a different context where those things are more normal. And sometimes we want to try to produce, we, we want to manufacture the work mm. of God that we're seeing in someone else's life <clears throat> by taking their methods and copy and pasting them into our own. And what yeah. I think we actually need is more worshipers and worship leaders who are open in their Bibles in the morning and weeping over the word of God and remembering the gospel and letting that then lead us into uh, greater levels of, of leadership within our church. But if, if it's not coming from like an authentic deep well in yourself, uh, it's going to be really hard to see some of those like, man, I want to see that God move powerfully. Well, it's like, do, did you read your Bible this week? Like, 
<laughs> you believe God's working powerfully in the quiet places when no one sees you with your Bible open and praying. And so that's one thing. Um, yeah. So the, the two things I guess is one, have you ever, I have a moment that I'm thinking of where I felt like I might've actually, you know, however you want to define it, like potentially quench the spirit in a moment where mm -hmm. I felt like God told me to do something in a service, like in the moment, I'm like, Lord, I, I sense that you're mm -hmm. leading me to something. But I look at the clock and I thought, I don't think we have time for it. I didn't do it. And it was it was actually like kind of a, a rough. And then second service, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it second service because that felt really just, I don't know. It felt kind of gross. I felt like, did I just like say no to God because we were one minute over on time? That's what right. I felt like. So second service, I did it. And my pastor came up and was like, dude, that moment at the end of second service, one of the most powerful moments of worship you've ever led. And I thought to myself, I think that's what God had in store for first service too. And I missed it. And yeah. so I think there's a lot of grace though. that would be the third thing I want to say. There's tons of grace in mm. the gospel for worship leaders who miss it. But have you ever had a moment that you can think of where you're like, I might've actually quenched the spirit on that. Yeah. I mean, I think probably more often, more times than I want to admit probably because for me, it wouldn't wow. be the time necessarily It'd probably be like fear of man. Like I might've oh, felt, wow. I don't know that I have anything specific coming to mind. I think it's more of like, in general, I feel like I need to be just more open to the spirit rather than thinking what people are thinking about. Cause I'm, I'm more of wired, like a people pleaser. I'm on stage and I, I see eyes looking at me and I feel like, you know, Oh, what he just did there was bad or, you know, and, I, and it can paralyze mm. me. And I, I personally, how I'm wired need to free myself of fear of man and and listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit instead. So that's how I'm wired. I don't know that I can think of a specific time, but I probably have done it more times than I need to have done it. So that's that's why it's on my mind more and more to to just be open to that, like, and and to not put so much uh, weight. Like we, this is our job. Like we craft services, and they need to be done well. But at the same time, people want to come, they want to worship, and they want to go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, on, like like sometimes we we put way more weight into it than some of the other people do, and 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 that can be good and bad. Like we need to draw people into the weightiness of worshiping our holy, powerful Creator. Um, but at the same time, like don't put too much don't put too much weight on what you said. Like let the spirit work. Um, and so, yeah, anyways, good. That can no, that that's can be good. Else, like, but. We're not just doing. We're not just doing one-off services, hoping to see life change. We're like actually walking right. with people for decades towards the gospel. And that's, yep. it's helpful to remember that this one service isn't the only thing forming them into the image of Christ. Like there's a lot <laughs> right. of other inputs and decades of walking with Jesus. And so I think yeah. I, I just want to leave off with a couple practicals. Um, yeah. If you want to be led by the spirit and experience more of the spontaneous stuff, one have a decent biblical knowledge of like, if someone walks up to you and challenges you on it, don't go, I actually have never thought about this. I just thought it sounded cool. That's not going to mm. help you lead your church. Well, uh, if you feel prompted in the moment by the Lord to say something, let it be scripture. Don't start with a 13 minute spontaneous song where you're just repeating maybe like Jesus, I love you over and over again. Cause I think you're probably going to lose your people if they're not there yet. So mm. start with scripture. Could If the Lord could spontaneously prompt you to <clears throat> sing a melody, he certainly could spontaneously prompt you to read a scripture. And so be full of, of the word, like let it fill your heart in such a way yeah. that when you speak, the word of God is what comes out. Um, mm. And then if, if maybe you do sense the Lord is like giving you a word for your people, do not say, 
hey, guys, I want to stop everything because God told me to tell you this right now. Because most of the people in your church, if this isn't normal, they're going to think you're kooky and right. like probably like unstable. Maybe <laughs> you just go, hey, I just want to stop for a moment and quote this passage of scripture and, and let that continue to lead us into worship. And maybe it is the Lord is doing something right there in the moment. You feel really strongly compelled. But like, if that's true, you don't have to tell your people. You don't have to be like, oh, I heard from mm. God. It's like, no, like just just lead your people well. And so don't make a big deal of it. And if you do make a big deal of it, you might actually be told to stop doing it. But if you're more <laughs> subtle, you might actually walk in some of the fruit of what God's doing in a way mm. that most of your people will never know it was spontaneous. They're just going to go, that was a great worship. If the, if the right. Lord's in it, they're going to go, that was a powerful moment. Yeah, and yeah. so those are some of my thoughts. Lots of grace. Uh, we do not get this right all the time. Uh, but as we continue to walk with Jesus, he gives us grace to continue to to lead well. And so, yeah, that's that's my last thoughts. Uh, Jimmy, anything else before we, we close off? No, I think that's good. The only thing I would say would just be leading into another video. So <laughs> I, think okay, that, I think cool. that's a good place to land. All right. Well, I'll reiterate what Jimmy said earlier. Drop a five-star uh, review, or if you're watching this on YouTube, like this, subscribe to the channel. Head over to Jimmy's channel, Hey Worship Leader. Subscribe to that channel as well and check out all the resources that he's putting out. Uh, yeah, some great stuff uh, coming from over there. So. Do you want anything less than a five-star review? No. Uh, dang, oh, that's okay. a great question. Actually, that's yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the common questions I've been getting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. I uh, want five-star no. reviews only. Three and a half, no thank you. Four, mm -hmm. no thank you. Four and a half, no thank you. Five-star reviews. Uh, you can talk about how good Jimmy's background looks. Uh, if you're on a podcast, you don't know, but you could type that into the uh, review anyways. You can take my word for it. The Look white cable, cable down the black wall <laughs> looks tacky. It looks yeah. tacky, Jimmy. Get it? I'm kidding. It looks. I need it to, looks I need better than mine. Mine's just a curtain. Hey, look at that curtain. So, all right, that looks great. Okay, come on. So, all right. Thanks for checking this out. Hope this was helpful. Seriously, if this is helpful, share it, uh, man. If you know some worship leaders that are are trying to grow in their craft, feel free to send them our way. Uh, if you want to share a video or even just like connect them with us, we have some websites. You can go to heyworshipleader.com or daltonshafermusic.com and connect with either of us. We're on Instagram and all those things too. So mm -hmm. we'd love to talk about how to help you lead your church and lead your team the best that you can uh, in a way Definitely. that would honor the Lord and honor the people you serve. And so thank you so much. And we will see you in the next video or you will hear us in the next podcast. Yes. If we don't see you. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>